Welcome to the Really Really Podcast, where we share our views and stories as our authentic selves. We hope this brings a little comfort to your day. I am your co-host, Christine. And I'm Vivian. Today, we'll be talking about a topic that many people our age can resonate with. And since both of us have been very busy with university, we decided why not talk more about it and share our thoughts, experiences, and stories about everyone's favorite topic, university. Yeah, and just a little bit of context, the both of us study at Imperial College London, which is a STEM university based in the UK. So in this episode, we'll be talking about the courses that we do, how we came about to choosing them, what we like or dislike about it, ways we cope with stress, etc. Yes, so let's jump straight into it. So the first question on our list is, yeah, would you like to introduce your course, Vivian? And how did you know about like what you wanted to study at university? Yeah, so during... Well, I've graduated from my undergrad now and I'm currently doing a master's, but for the Mm -hmm. purpose of this podcast, I'll be talking about what I did during my undergrad, which was biomedical sciences. At Imperial, it's called medical biosciences. It's the same thing. It's just called something different. So (laughs) how I came about to choosing this course, honestly, this isn't the best way to do it. But for me personally, I did it through a process of elimination. Almost. Mm. So I feel like when I was younger, I, and even now, I'm someone who just enjoys trying many different things and learning new things. So yeah. at the time, I was very torn between arts and sciences. During my A-levels, I took the classic biology, chemistry, maths, and then I also took art, which, is, which I guess is not a very common combination, but art mm, was something yeah. that I enjoyed. So I definitely wanted to continue with that. But when I was thinking about it, the more Asian and logical side of me said that (laughs) sciences would be able to give me a more stable future. And logically speaking, if I really wanted to do art in the future, I can Mm -hmm. do it when I'm financially able to support myself. So in that sense, it felt like a win-win if I chose to do science, because I guess I liked that certainty knowing that I could find a job in the future. And Mm. yeah, as I said, I took chemistry and biology and I was much better at biology. I really enjoyed chemistry, but I just didn't think I was that good at it. And in a way, biology strangely integrated itself into a lot of my artwork at the time. So Mm. like I did like human anatomy and even different like protein structures jellyfish or like just biological things and I really enjoyed it and that was even when I was able to sell like my first few pieces of art so that was like a really exciting thing for me yeah I remember I remember you showing me that artwork and I was like oh my gosh that looks so nice (laughs) that was like during A-levels right Mm -hmm. your Mm -hmm. A-level days yeah I think I was much more proud of the artwork that I did for the jellyfish one because the topic at the time Mm -hmm. was translucence. I chose a translucent object 
and I also printed it on I inked it and printed it on this silk fabric so when you mm. put it against the sun it looks like it's translucent in both ways oh wow anyways literally <laughs> <back>. and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so going back to how did I know what I wanted to study at uni <laughs> I'm almost getting there I promise so through all of that I also realized that um, I enjoyed doing work that would be beneficial to people, like to be able to help people. And mm. so I think where all of those points intersect, it sort of came down to biomedical sciences, which is the study of understanding human diseases and how we can help to treat and prevent them and looking at a more biological and molecular level. So yeah, I just followed through with that. And now here I am. Okay, that was really long. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was really interesting to hear like your thought process, and I I feel like many people would definitely enjoy hearing that because I feel like when you go to when you start to decide what you want to study, it's very hard to make a decision. So hearing your story about your process of elimination and how you sort of combine all your interests into one and with a sprinkle of rationality, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it was it's really interesting to hear. Thank you. Yeah, so now... <clears throat> oh my god, my voice. I think I've been talking too much. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what about you? I, I'm really interested in hearing, like, how did you know what you wanted to study at uni? Mm-hmm. And of course, mention what course you're doing. Mm, okay, so to be really honest... Like before we recorded this, I was nervous about like sharing stuff about uni and I talked to you about it. I was like, do I want to? But I think I'm comfortable with sharing it right now. So here it is. Drum rolls, please. (laughs) 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 So I study chemical engineering and it's a sort of a master's. It's an integrated master's degree. So it's like four years of chemical engineering and I'll get a master's degree in the end mm-hmm. a master's in engineering so how did I decide what I wanted to study at uni I mean I can read you my personal statement <laughs> but <laughs> at this point everyone's gonna start leaving right now <laughs> like oh okay okay she's one of those people <laughs> but I think similar to you, it's a very long story, but I'm just going to go back to like secondary school. I was doing like science stream, so naturally I wanted to do like a STEM degree. And when it came to A-levels and I had to start choosing my subjects because it's essential that you know what you want to do at the end to choose your subjects. So you need to sort of know what you want to study at university and then pick your A-level subjects. So, yeah, STEM degree, naturally, like you said, Asians will think about a stable science degree like medicine or engineering Mm. and those were the two that I considered actually. But, again, like process of elimination, like I didn't want to do medicine because... I feel like if I didn't have like that initial passion for something, then I shouldn't do it. So 
yeah, that was out. So I was set on this engineering pathway. And at 17, like, how do you make a decision so big? You know, like... I don't. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> decide on something and hope life plays out well, honestly. honestly? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. Still, still to this day, right. that is me. Right. I mean, okay, this is another segue into like, I feel like all this time up to like back then A-levels, I felt like my whole life was planned out for me. Like primary school, you go in, you study these subjects and you naturally just progress up a year and a year. And then secondary school, that was set. And then even choosing a science stream, that was pretty set as well because I never considered the art stream. So it was very difficult to make a decision. And <laughs> if you know me, like... I was going to say, I was like, I you know Christine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst at making decisions. I'm so indecisive. Like in uni, like one of my friends, we were like going to like a cafeteria and like we're picking out sandwiches. I stood there for the longest time to pick out a sandwich. Like, she already paid. She was ready to go. And she's like, where's Christine? She's just standing there at, like, the... Just standing there, like, staring at the the rows and rows of sandwiches. Yeah. But, yeah. um, Back to engineering. Yes. So, yeah. Engineering, the reason why I chose that was... I was... Oh, I was... I am, I was good at math back then. I'm sure you still are now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You're much better than me, like... We all have our yeah. strengths, so... And weaknesses, yeah. And weaknesses, that is true. <laughs> but yeah, I was good at math. I am good at math, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed problem solving. Right. So, yeah, naturally, engineering was a good fit. And... Engineering itself, there's so many different sectors and I was torn between chemical engineering and biomedical engineering, actually. So, biomedical engineering. I just thought it was so cool and it gave me like this, this, um, this like Iron Man, Tony Stark, like building Iron (laughs) Man suit kind of vibes, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And it's like up and coming definitely especially right now and it you can help a lot of people which is something that also was considered in my decision making so yeah i and after hearing stories like from my friends right now who are doing um, biomedical engineering the things they do is so cool yeah so like helping the blind and all that biomedical stuff. Yeah. But I ended up choosing chemical engineering because I like chemistry and I like math. So I chose this. To be completely honest, like chemical engineering, it's not very chemistry heavy. Like I had this misconception of chemical engineering. So, and I think a lot of people do as well. Very interesting. So yeah, now that you've know, now that you know that um, what course we do, and how we chose it, 
um, it sort of leads into, I guess you sort of touched on it a bit and I've also mm. sort of touched on it a little, like what is our course mm. about and mm. was it as what you expected? Right. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so chemical engineering, for those of you who don't know what chemical engineering is about, it's mainly to do with chemical production and manufacturing Sort of like designing a whole chemical process, like the process conditions. Okay, let me put it like as an example. Terms. <laughs> yeah, so no, not layman terms, but to make it more understandable. So um so usually people in the lab, let's say let's say you want to manufacture uh no detergent. Why why did I sound so weird? Detergent. Detergent? Detergent, that's it. Oh my god. <laughs> Detergent, yes. Mm-hmm. So usually there'll be people in the lab working out the formula. So in a way, chemical engineers, they sort of scale up that process because it's very different from doing it in a lab because there's so many different conditions. So yeah, throughout this course, I... I realized there's so much more to chemical engineering. Like, I knew it was... And again, like, the reason why I chose chemical engineering, it was because it was very versatile. Like, I can learn about the chemistry side of things, the bio side of things, and many more. But after going through this whole course, I realized there's a lot to it. So I realized that you can learn about the bio side of things. So, for example, like, vaccine production, Mm. sort of chemical engineers do that they set out like the conditions they sort of design the separation systems and like how you purify it and yeah also get the best yield out of it because in a way economics also plays into it so there's many different parts to it that i find really interesting and on the other side there's also things about you know with climate change being such a big thing i did I remember I had this project about how do we get into like a zero carbon sort of future and learning about all these things and all these alternative energies. It's really interesting. And yeah, so to answer your question, that is sort of what chemical engineering is about and whether it met my expectations, 50-50, like I enjoy learning about it, but I didn't think it would be this hard, mm. this difficult, which I think later on we'll get into the stress and all that. Yeah, I'll just leave it there. Yeah, no, that's really interesting when you mentioned about, like, especially like with the vaccines and stuff, it's something that I understand a bit better because mm. it's sort of in my field of work of biomedical sciences. Mm. And it made me realize that Imperial is a STEM institute, and I guess science in general everything is just so intertwined and you need each other in order to get something out there right Mm. because like biomedical sciences are the ones who sort of do the research to find the rna for the vaccine and to decode the entire genome and to Mm -hmm. sort of do that lab research but your lab isn't able to produce the millions of vaccines that the world needs yeah. so you need chemical engineers in order to do that and many of the um, different equipment that we use as well 
who are the ones that actually develop it is the biomedical mm. engineers because yeah. they need to know what's going on and then they need yeah. to actually develop the machinery yeah. so i just think like throughout the years of studying at a stem institute it sort of made me realize how there's such a huge overlap between all the different departments Honestly. i may not go to their different labs and everything <laughs> yeah. but i feel like definitely every everyone plays a huge part in making everything work yeah so, and yeah. like you list out a few examples i'm sure there's more departments and more engineers that or even yeah. like chemists physicists just everything yeah so exactly yeah i think i'll throw back the question to you like what is your course about and was it as what you expected so my course biomedical sciences is mostly a research based course mm. and we cover topics like cancer biology immunology microbiome mm-hmm. um God, what did I even study during that? <laughs> he was like, okay, I ago. feel you. Like just now when I was going through my course, I'm like, I, now I'm thinking like, did I explain it right? Like, will people listen to it and be like, nah, that's wrong, girl. That's not it. That's not what you study. Yeah, I feel the same way, honestly. But yeah, those are just a few examples of some of the topics we cover. But mm. most things biology related and to do with the human body. And mostly, like the inside of the human body, what happens, how cells interact with each other, um, basically like studying things like inflammation, and like there's always that homeostasis and that balance. Like two, like inflammation is good in a way that it helps fight against the different pathogens that come into your body, but too much is obviously leads to certain like diseases and stuff. So right. I guess we study it in a way of like context. A lot of things happen in our body and it's good, but when there's mm. a sort of dysfunction, either in one of your genes or not like the genes that you wear, but like the DNA oh God. genes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the listeners would know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I mean, just to make it clear. So yeah. yeah, we sort of study like the different defects that can happen in your body and how to sort of change that and not to like change that, but sort of how to treat it in a way and help alleviate symptoms or even treat the disease. So mm-hmm. many of that kind of work is lab based and some of the techniques that I'm going to be mentioning is a bit like, I don't know how to say it in layman terms. It's like mm. Western blot, QPCR. PCR you guys might have heard of because mm. of the vaccines going out now. So like if you want to take the COVID test, one of the most common and most accurate tests is the PCR test. Yeah. So yeah, technically, if I wanted to do that, I could like help in the lab with like mm. analyzing COVID um, test results. So yeah, yeah that's, that's a very cool. small like insight into some of the work that we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it can go on to like a much larger scale with like cancer research and everything mm. as well to understand like how tumors work, how they metastasize, yeah. how you can stop them from growing. And cancer in itself is a very fascinating field and mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about, but I'm not going to go into that partially because I feel like I forgot half of what I learned. And also, <laughs> I don't really want to say anything wrong. So <laughs> we're just going to stop it at there. Yeah, if and if you'd like to learn more about our courses, you can go to www. <laughs> but yeah, you can yeah. go online and search more and about check it. it out. 
And was it what I expected? <laughs> this is really dumb, but I never expected anything, so I can't answer that question. <laughs> nice going into uni without <laughs> expectations to not yeah, get disappointed. I, yeah, we love. I, like, I will never be disappointed if I don't have any expectations. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's me for like half of the things in life. So, um, I think that's good. Yeah. Like to not have too much expectations. I think you do have, but you didn't have like it all mapped out like I'm gonna this is gonna happen yeah yeah it was sort of more like I know this is like a field that I'm gonna be studying and the Mm. subjects that were covered were to my expectations and in terms of difficulty like it was harder than I expected but at the Mm. same time it eased into it it wasn't just like first year like they just smacked you in the face and was like, this is going to be it. And mm. I feel like with many other Imperial courses, that might have been what it was like. But for my yeah. course in particular, it was like, they gave you a foundation and then yeah. it got harder and harder and it was manageable. Like, obviously, mm. I didn't understand everything that was happening, but right. I was like, I understood enough to like get through like three years of it. So, mm. Yeah. So naturally, the next question to ask is, what made you decide to go to Imperial? This answer is just going to be a short and very concise one. It's just because it was one of the top 10 universities in terms of rankings. So (laughs) I decided, why not apply? And honestly, right, I had no, literally all the other unis that I applied I didn't really like do a lot of research in it. I did research mm. for like the top three that I wanted to apply. Yeah. And then the other two, I was just kind of like, you know what? I need somewhere to study. So let me get one that has a great requirement that I can definitely get in. Mm. Not like really low or anything like that, but a decent one that I know I can achieve. And yeah, yeah. I mean, Imperial was known, is known for like their science subjects. Maybe not necessarily. I, I don't think it's the in like biomedical sciences but at the time Mm -hmm. I didn't even look at that I was like I've heard of this uni before and I I literally like I don't know I just asked around and then see what people were talking about and then decided to apply so yeah yeah you can see that I don't have much rationale when it comes to certain (laughs) things there is there is like like you said the, the last two choices those were sort of like your insurance choice just mm-hmm. so that you can have a place to study your exactly. subject. Yeah. Did you, like, for the five UCAS choices, was it all biosciences? Mm-hmm. Ah, it's all the same. Okay. So. Yeah, same was for me same as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like you, top 10 uni, uh, and also UCAS decided that for me. Um, ah. <laughs> but another reason, oh my god, I feel like, I'll keep this short, but basically, the first time I traveled to the UK, it was like on a holiday, and we went to a natural history museum, yeah. and it's so pretty, the architecture and the stuff in the museum, 10 out of 10 would recommend, mm-hmm. and 
as I was walking out South Kensington Station, the one near Imperial, yeah. and then like the, the first image you see is like the, the white buildings and and they were like glaring at you. And then I walked past the uni and I was I was in a way I was like taken aback. I was like, wow, this is somewhere I'd like to go to one day. And I was quite young back then, I think. Not too young, but maybe 13, 14. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. I remember I didn't even know how Imperial looked like when I applied. The first time I realized <laughs> how it looked like was when I actually moved into my halls. And I was like, oh, so this is where I'm living. Like, genuinely, I didn't know anything. <laughs> Everyone's different. Okay, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yeah, so... Next up, what are some of the myths slash, slash, slash truths about Imperial? Would you like to go first? I think the first one that people are curious about is, is it majority guys? To put yes. it plainly. Yes. yes. Partly true. Yeah, it's In my course, majority. not so much because I'm more of a biology-related mm. course, so there are definitely more mm. girls. But I think for you, Christine... Most yeah. engineering courses, majority would be guys, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say for chemical engineering, there was definitely more guys, but not as... What am I trying to say? <laughs> not as much, not as many as like the other courses, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Understand. Yeah. Yeah, one, one of my group projects, I was the only girl out of the seven, so... Mm. That was fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how about you? Some of the myths and truths yeah. that you hear, think, heard a lot. Yeah. One of the reasons I actually didn't want to apply to Imperial in the beginning was because I always thought that everyone was a nerd. And for uni, I wanted uh. to have a social life. Like, I wanted to study as well, but I didn't want to just study because I felt like right. that wouldn't make my uni experience. So actually, I was really close to not even like wanting to apply for Imperial or not really? accepting the offer. Yeah. Oh, and okay. I would prefer to go to another London uni because I assumed that right. social life there would be much better. Mm. Not to say that I didn't want to go to the other places now, but I'm really happy that I chose Imperial in the end because that was a huge myth. I think, mm. I mean, yeah, they're going to be nerds, but I think that's the case in every single uni. Like, you are going to mm. find, like, a couple of nerds in every uni. It's the same. And mm. there are going to be people who are just more, like, chill and laid back. And that's also going to be the same in every uni. But I feel like with the case of Imperial, I really like it because of the people I'm surrounded with. That mm. plays, like, a huge part in me really enjoying my uni experience. And, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that I decided to come here. So, yeah. Yeah, in a way, it's like a stereotype that a lot of people mm -hmm. have about certain yeah. unis. So, and there's gonna there's bound to be like so many different kinds of people you're gonna meet. So yeah, it's like a huge range, and honestly, like just be open minded and like just I don't know, get to know everyone, and I think that will it'll be good. It'll be good. So now that we've talked about some of the myths about Imperial, what are some of the truths? I mean, just now I. I, I said the truth, which is majority guys. <laughs> like, wait, what? I debunked the truth. Oh, yeah, uh, I debunked okay, the yeah, myth. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that confused me a bit. I can't think of one right now. You can go on if you want. Okay. Um, I think stress is definitely still a thing that every student will face at some point and also at different levels. And how you cope with it is sort of what will make the difference, I guess. We'll talk about that later, but another truth is also that I feel like the facilities definitely didn't disappoint, for sure. Like, I felt like I had really good access and I was, I'm very privileged to be able to sort of use all of the lab equipment and have it be like, it just like, I didn't need to worry about not having enough supplies to not be able to do my experiment, which I feel like is a thing that many different lab groups will struggle, struggle with to get the funding and to be able to supply the materials that you need. And that wasn't a problem that I faced during my undergrad. Whatever we needed, it was right there and you just used it. So in that sense, it was really good for our learning, like practical wise. So yeah, I felt like that's something that I definitely appreciate. Yeah, I agree with you. Like some of the facilities there is something that most unis don't have as well. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think this this leads us on very naturally to like what do you enjoy about your course? Yeah. Um this one's a bit interesting because labs it's a huge part of any science course that you do in biomedical sciences. Yeah. Um, it was actually something that I dreaded a lot in my first two years. So a bit of context mm-hmm. is that I would have labs nine to five once every week. Oof. Like it's not, yeah, okay. not too bad, but it's sort of a constant yeah. thing to try and find, to sort of work on our hypothesis. We come up with it in the beginning and then you have that weekly session and then you work in a group and then you... Yeah, sort mm-hmm. of plan and do your own experiments. In the beginning, it was challenging as hell. I didn't even know how to do a single technique. And the reason I wasn't getting results was not because like our hypothesis isn't working, isn't like legit. It's because like every time I did an experiment, it would like mess up somehow and then there'd be nothing there mm. or just something like mm-hmm. that. It was really frustrating and I was really tired. And like sometimes we only yeah. have lunch at like three or four I'd be really sad. Oh no. So hangry. I'd be hangry. I'd be really hangry. And <laughs> yeah, I think for whatever reason, despite that, I still decided to do a lab project for my final year. I don't know why, but mm. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give it one last shot. And then now, yeah. I feel like, oh man, I kind of want to be a researcher in the future or something. That's like my oh. career aspiration as of right now. Nice. So yeah, I feel nice. like there's something really exciting about taking responsibility for your own work and also your own results. Sort of like planning what you need to do every day, setting your experiments up, and then checking if my cells are growing healthily, that kind of stuff. <laughs> it seems a little bit routine in terms of like the type of experiments that I do, but the purpose of each experiment and also the results will always be different. And for me, that's something that's really exciting and something I really enjoy. So yeah, that's something I really like about my course. What about you? That's very nice. Uh, For me, I think you touched upon this just now, but I'm going to be cheesy right here because I don't know why I'm feeling very sentimental today. (laughs) I'm going to say what I enjoy about my course, it's the people Mm. that I've met. Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned that just now. So... Yeah, the people I've met, 
some of them are really nice and they're really amazing people and not only like friends like your classmates but also some of the lecturers they're really understanding and in a way it felt like we were like certain lecturers okay maybe just one of them knows me by my name so every time I walk around like walk past then he would just say hey and it's really nice and with us being like I'm not in the UK right now I miss this small interactions with lecturers or like my classmates where sometimes we would just bump into each other in like the study rooms mm-hmm. and we'll just talk and we'll laugh and we'll like stay late at night in the uni libraries just to finish up group projects which I have done a few times and sometimes also just complain about work mm-hmm. and all and just enjoying each other's company that's something I I think I really took for granted yeah. Yeah. And two more things. Um <laughs> I what I enjoyed about the course was definitely the content and also the facilities as well. Like you said, the facilities are really amazing and um it's very unique and it cannot be found anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So for us, the chemical engineering department, there's this carbon capture pilot plant, which is pretty cool. And also, I think I mentioned just now, projects, group work. It's a mix. Sometimes you meet really great people and sometimes you <laughs> you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, from what you might think, like from what I say, it sounds like, oh, sunshine and rainbows. But honestly, there's also another side to it, which is, yeah, it was it was tough. I'm not going to lie. I, I had a difficult time during my first few years there, definitely. And I think this leads us on to the next topic, which is stress. Yeah. Is uni stressful for you? Yes. Stop. <laughs> next question. <laughs> yeah. No, like, for sure. Um, strangely, um, my stress was not so much to do with my course but I think it was stressful because I did other extracurricular activities plus my Mm. course so I had a hard time managing my content especially during second year first year is still manageable even if I did other things outside of my course I could still handle it but Mm -hmm. second year I think when I held like a position of responsibility for production it was much more stressful in the sense that I had the production going on and then I also had my studies and my grades yeah. were okay, but they were definitely like not as good as I wanted them to be. I made up for that in my third year, but yeah, stress is... It's hard, and I think during one of my most stressful times, something that really helped me and like sort of changed my mindset significantly was practicing mindfulness and very mm. short meditations, usually yeah. in the morning or like my commute to uni or something like that. Yeah, I think I had, I can't remember what the app was called now, but there's so many different Ooh, is it, like, mindfulness. Is it, what's it called? Hit. Hitspace. I think. Hitspace, that's it. Yeah, Yeah, Hitspace. Yeah, Hitspace, uh, Calm. I think there's so oh, many calm. others. Yeah. You can just yeah. check any of them out. And that 
just practicing that for like a whole term. I think I did it every single day for one whole term. Damn. It just really helped like grounded me. Like whatever mm. came at me, I'm like, it's okay. Like let's just like deal with it. <laughs> and it just Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I felt like that has really helped me cope with stress. Wow. Yeah. What about you? Um, do yeah. you have any tips on um dealing with stress at uni? Yeah, I remember you mentioning meditation, which I tried. It worked for a while. Like I tried it for a few days, but then I got lazy and I'm not as disciplined at it. <laughs> so uh, how did I deal with it? Um, yeah, uni stressful. I feel like talking to people definitely helped. So I talked to my family about it. Sometimes I talk to my friends about it if I'm comfortable with sharing these things with them. And I feel like with friends, they would understand where you're coming from as well because right. they are probably experiencing the same thing. So yeah, talk about your feelings. And in a way, I feel like some of the tips that we mentioned, it could overlap with our previous episode on uh, how to deal with loneliness and all that right. stuff. So exercising, um, listening to a podcast, singing, yeah. writing lyrics. I think all those just applies to how you deal with it and I think the main cause of my stress was like I had this imposter syndrome where I felt like I wasn't good enough to be there mm. especially in the first few years because it was a big step up from A-levels and back then I just even like secondary school A-levels I did pretty well but when I was in uni I, I struggled I would say during my first few years and I thought oh no is this it is this it? this is the end of I don't know like I started panicking but after first and second year things got better because I guess I was more used to how the course was structured and I, I wasn't so hard on myself as well because that's never good it's never good it's like uni is stressful enough already and then there's your own expectations that sort of push you down we don't need that be kinder to yourself people that's what i'm trying to say yeah very beautiful message and i think imposter syndrome is definitely like a huge huge thing i didn't even know that it was like imposter syndrome mm. when i was feeling it yeah. i just felt like i was literally the top 10 like bottom lowest yeah. in terms of like marks mm, and also same. like um <laughs> like just general knowledge oh, yeah. I felt like I was able to sort of make up for it because I would always be better at coursework mm, and the only same. reason that I was better at coursework is because I put in so much more time and effort yeah compared to like maybe someone else who put in half the amount of time but got like maybe just a slightly lower grade than me like a few marks yeah and I just feel like it's okay because I put in more effort and that's what makes the difference. But deep down, I still felt like, damn, mm. I'm not like naturally as smart, naturally as good at these different kind of things. Then I sort of try to like comfort myself by telling myself that, you know, maybe I'm not as strong in this subject, but I can be good at other things as well. Yeah. Then I meet other people who are freaking good at everything <sighs> and I'm like, right honestly like I don't know what to tell myself anymore yeah like uh and then I think after that 
like you said, like the first few years mm. were tough to sort of just adjust to how things work. Yeah. And then I think when it came to my third and final year, I sort of got the hang of like mm-hmm. how my course really worked, mm. like how to score the marks that I wanted mm. to and sort of like, you know, just like not set too much expectations, but roughly like I want to achieve something like this mm. and something just around that ballpark is okay. Yeah. And I think when... Like you said, like when you're kinder to yourself and just, yeah, I think also it comes with like, I just accepted myself mm-hmm. for the things that I'm good at yeah. and also the things that I'm not that good at. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's okay if I'm not that good at like um, in-person exams, like I'm just not that good at data analysis or something like that. And that's fine. Yeah. In a way, it's like reminding yourself to enjoy the process and and the fact that mm-hmm. Like you said, Imperial, it's a top 10 uni. All the greatest minds are, in a way, gathered in this uni. So you're bound to feel there's definitely someone out there who's better than you and someone who's not as good as you. Because it's all relative. Yeah. Relativity, you know. Exactly. Exactly. You might feel like you're not as good as someone else, but they might look at you and think, I wish I had that personality trait or I wish I had that skill, you know? And I think it's, like you said, it's definitely all very relative and how you choose to see it. So yeah, don't put yourself down for that. It's, it happens, accept it and just, yeah. yeah. Uni is a, like I said, uh, I keep saying like I mentioned because I did mention it. It's a step up from A-levels and it's different. So just work on... You got into uni and you're doing a subject that you enjoy. That, that's enough. Like, obviously push mm-hmm. yourself and do the best that you can. But if that's not, quote-unquote, enough in your terms, then sort of manage your expectations and... Enjoy the process. Yeah, what I'm trying to say, enjoy the process rather than waiting on the results. Like, pass, pass your degree. And what I'm trying to say, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Honestly, like, uni flies by really, really quickly. As someone who's graduated from my undergrad, I can tell you that it flew by, like, in the blink of an eye. Every year just went by so quickly. So, yeah, your studies are really important, but you know, don't neglect other things as well, like your course mates, your mm. friends, other activities that you might enjoy. It sort of all comes in a package and it's what makes your uni experience. So don't be too hard on yourself. And yeah, like you said, the conclusion is enjoy the process. On that note, we have come to the end of the episode about university and like what we studied and the stress that we have experienced and how we dealt with it. And at the end of the day, it is the process that matters. Yeah, I mean, in future episodes, I feel like we're definitely going to talk about other stuff regarding uni, the fun and the serious stuff. So stay tuned for that as well. Uh, Vivian, how do you feel after recording this episode? Yeah, you know, it feels nice reminiscing about 
my undergrad. I mean, I'm still at Imperial right now, but just yeah, it's nice to also reflect on how I got to where I am today and sort of the decisions mm. that I made and where that where all of that led to. And sometimes I wonder, you know, where would I be had I not applied for specifically biomedical sciences and also at Imperial College. But then again, like mm-hmm. as cringy as this sounds, it was a huge turning point in my life, coming to uni, I mean, mm. not only because of the knowledge and skills that I've learned from my course, but it's also a lot to do with the people that I've met along the way. And, you know, interacting with all different kinds of people being open-minded and learning from them has taught me that there's just so, so much that I don't know. And it also Mm. taught me that something I really enjoyed all this while was actually the process of learning. Learning as in picking up a new skill or learning to be kinder to myself and also learning to be a better version of me little by little every day. So yes, that's my reflection on this episode. That's beautiful. That's <laughs> beautiful. Like, I also didn't realize, but actually, like you say, like learning, that's such a huge part of uni. Not just about learning new knowledge about your course, but learning just everyday skills exactly. and sort of self-improvement as well. So yeah, 100% agree with what you said. <laughs> yeah. How about you, um... How do you feel after this episode? Any final remarks? Uh, final remarks. <laughs> um, like I definitely agree a hundred percent with what you said about learning new things, meeting people, and I think for me it's like recording this episode. Like I said, I was nervous about recording it because this is definitely something more personal. Like, the episode we did on loneliness, that was personal too. But this one is, like, your privacy in a way. Like, you're talking about what you did. But also not really. Anyways, I just hope that someone out there who who's listening to this will resonate with it and not feel alone as well in what they've experienced. And maybe someone out there who's just about to begin their university journey and they hear this and I hope they feel some sort of comfort knowing that they're not alone also like in this process everyone is just figuring themselves out and that some people they're just faking it till they make it I would say most people are Mm -hmm. honestly like after going through uni I realized that actually not Everyone knows what they're doing. We're all just faking it until we make it. And yeah, I hope people who are listening will learn a thing or two about university and Imperial College and maybe learn a bit about us as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So just to wrap everything up, thank you for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you hear, you can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, and all major podcasting platforms. You can also follow us on our socials at Really Really Podcast on Instagram. And you also can follow us on Spotify to keep up to date with the latest episodes. And if you have any questions about uni or any topics that you want us to discuss about, 
you can slide right into the DMs at Really Really Podcast on Instagram. We'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.